0: Today's episode is brought to you by Ridge Wallet. Ridge Wallet, it is, it's a, I mean, it's a damn wallet. And you know it, and it's a, uh, you know, people will often, they put stuff in their back pockets, or sometimes they'll give a wallet and they'll make their wife kind of carry the wallet on their shoulder or something with like a heavy strap on it, or, you know, or some people will bury their wallet and go and get it when they need it and use money and then rebury it. And that's all of that shit is old. That's a bad idea. So what you need to do is get this Ridge wallet and it's that front pocket carry. It's that hard piece. I'll listen to this sound. That's me hitting my Ridge wallet with my fingernails. The Ridge wallet, it's that front pocket carry and it blocks out dangerous rays from, I mean, uh, people trying to steal your identity. It'll stop a damn bullet. And that is true. I wouldn't I wouldn't test it out, but it is true. And you can go to visit ridgewallet.com slash Theo T H E O and use the code Theo at checkout for ten percent. That's code Theo for ten percent off at ridgewallet.com. It's that front pocket carry, baby, and you gotta you gotta have that specialty piece. Oh man, I am uh oh, that Saints game and Well, let's get into it. A somber way, a somber way to move into the day. Um, sorry, I you know I want to lift you up, but God, that Saints game—it it just it evap. Part of me just evaporated when they lost. I mean, it was like someone. I mean, it was like someone, you know, just emancipated part of my soul. It was like they you know um it was like it was like uh you know like that song like take it take another little piece of my heart now baby you know you got it man it was like somebody just plucked a damn a- aorta right out of my chest and just made a damn aorta gravy right in front of me and drank it it was like somebody just drank a one of my favorite pieces of my heart. It was a tough one, man. That was a tough loss. And, and, you know, they had to call. I'm talking about the Saints and Rams game. And kudos to the Rams, you know, but not really. Um, but also, oh, man. God. Dude, I knew it was a tough one when afterwards not. None of my friends even wanted to say anything on the phone. We couldn't even talk. I mean, you know, the Saints lost last year on that miracle play, on that million-dollar miracle, and, and that was, man, that one, that was heavy. But that happened, you know, and that was they had bad defense, poor tackling. And then this one, though, oh, they were supposed to be there and some things that happen i think in life are supposed to happen they're just supposed to it is destiny and it was supposed to be breeze versus brady in the super bowl this is going to be the most most watched super bowl ever even baby, even babies that were supposed to you know be born a month from now they were going to come out early you'd see an early you'd see an early baby like damn that baby that that thing's fucking premature but it uh it loves football you know Babies were going to come out of the womb early to see these two bad boys go at it, Breeze and Brady, Brady and Breeze, and and that's what that's what the 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 the, the that's what the universe wanted. That's what the universe said. Here you go, Saints. Here you here's some opportunities. Here's some opportunities. And and look, a lot of people want to talk about that call, the pass interference. Unbelievable. Even more though, the helmet to helmet was the thing that got me really just felt like somebody just hit a bunch of just damn pop rocks, you know, just deep inside of my ass. And uh man, it just it was just insane. I mean, you could hear the helmet, you could hear it at home. But that but but also The Saints had a part in it, and I've said this for years. Uh, Sean Payton, too much ego, man. All those men worked that hard to get into that opportunity, and it's the Saints have the ball with two minutes left, and they're in the Rams' territory. You run it. You just keep running it, man. The Rams have to use their timeouts. And you give them the ball back with maybe 20 seconds left or whatever, or a minute left, and they have to go the whole field. It just, and you're still, and you're going to get your field goal. It just seemed like he, you know, he tried to run too many things with Taysom Hill. What do you, like, I love Taysom Hill, but you have Drew Brees, brother. Drew Brees is the, you know, if Jesus Christ ever had an appendix and they took the appendix out of his body and it just, showed up here on earth and just started just dropping dimes to people in the distance. That's Drew Brees. Drew Brees is the eleventh finger of Christ, brother. And then not have him out there and you trying these cutesy shit. Just I mean and Sean Payton just sitting over there, he got that booty his mouth. If you look at Sean Payton's his mouth like a damn booty hole. Like a bee hole. sorry. And I didn't mean to say that, but like a beehole. And And um, God, why? And that and it just, if he doesn't have to be cute there, if he doesn't have to be fancy, he If he doesn't do all that, the Saints win. They rot. but but when you too much ego, man, that'll make destiny. F- It'll make destiny say, "Wow, this guy don't want to be a part of everything. He wants to do. He wants to be cutesy. He wants to be fancy." He wants to be fancy boy, fancy boy. And that's the thing. And it hurts. And people say, well, you're not a Saints fan if you say that kind of stuff. Man, don't say that shit to me. I am a fan, brother. I mean, I, it's just, it's hard. It's hard. You know, and I immediately I think of the, you know, a lot of senior citizens. And they're going to die in the next year. They're not even going to get to see the opportunity for the next season. And this was something they, you know, just a lot of full hearts. Ah, uh, you know, it was going to give them that opportunity to roll up into heaven with a little bit of, a little extra fucking, ch- you know, chowder in their in their bowl, a little extra spirit chowder in their soul bowl. And man, it just, oh, it's just heartbreaking. And I couldn't I, I could not even bear to talk to some of my friends, man. One buddy, I called and we sat there on the phone and we couldn't even talk. And you know, it just uh it just goes like that sometimes. But but being a fan is hard, isn't it? I was thinking about that. Being a fan because you want something so bad, but you have no control over it. You you know, you, but you put a lot into it. You put time in. You show up and watch the games. You get you a little, you know, a flag or maybe some, you know, a little, uh, maybe shoes for the baby that have, you know, little um, Tennessee Titans on them or whatever you want, whatever your team is. You know, Brooklyn, uh, I don't even know what that team is up there. Fucking... I think it's just a bunch of rappers and people with guns, really. But Brooklyn Nets. Um, You know, you you spend, you invest, you care. You read the articles. You know, you stay up late and you go to your favorite reporter. You go to his Twitter timeline and see what he dropped after the game. You know, you mourn the loss when, you know, Jermon Bushrod lost his child. You think about that during the day. You know, you think about that and you you pray for him or you think about him and you hope that he finds strength to continue his season and to keep his uh you know just find strength for his family and um you know you just think about a lot of these different things and 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 it and you care and you're there and you want them and you see their joy and you see and then it just i just felt like Sean Payton to coach that way Seems selfish because you got a lot of people whose lives are can be affected by this moment of joy. And I love my Saints. I'm a Saints fan. Uh, But I think that they were supposed to win that game. And even with the call like that, that's destiny again saying, look, here's the pass. And the the refs fucked that up. They missed that. So, uh, you know, I put it half on the referees. And I, but I put half of it on, 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 uh, on Coach Payton. I really do, man. You know, and well, onward, bro, onward. But man, I was trying to go to this. Dude, I was driving. Here was the thing. I came up. I was in Irvine this weekend. And thank you to everyone that came out. This young lady showed up, and she had drawn a, a beautiful damn picture of me. And I was like, God, I should have been a piece of art because I look better as a damn drawing. You know, I'm really that, you know, two-dimensional. Let's fucking do it. When I get in a third-dimensional, you know, like I am now, that's when, you know, things get a little not as attractive. But she showed me, you know, it was just a stint. Uh, um, what is that called? A little thing that you use to, like, show people stuff with them. Um, it's like from the seven uh fucking pencil she had a she was like pencil and she did it and it was beautiful and she brought it out and what else some man brought out some you know some toilet spray for when you in the toilet and I still got to look at that stuff and then what else um oh a nice gift somebody brought me out a nice pen but man we had some fun we had some fun, did I tried a couple jokes that I'd never tried before. One about some fires. I don't know if I should have done it, but uh, but man, I, I tried my best. The Saturday early show was kind of dead. I don't know what was going on. It could have been me. I don't know. Uh, but that Sunday show was fuego. Man, that Sunday show, and I needed it. You know, I'm so grateful because I needed I needed that. Dude, driving to Irvine, man, I was almost in tears in my car. Man, it just made me mad. That Saints loss, it just... You know, and I'd driven back to L.A. the night before. Cause my friend had a going-away party. They was eating breakfast and then going away. And damn. Ah! And I was just, man, I was I was in the car, man. I was just so... just, I was just disheartened. I thought the whole world was going to fall apart. I started feeling... Just down about myself, man. I was just, it was just kind of a lot of emotions. I mean, it had been an emotional week because I get into these shows, man. When I do my shows, you know, I get into it. I want to, you know, I, you know, I want us to have an experience. And then, and then that set, this, that letdown, man. It felt like there was a, like there was destiny in the world and then destiny got shook out of place. And that can happen, man. I just, you know, I was, I was so angry before the pass interference because of the some of the coaching. I mean, just play calling, crazy, just pointless. I don't see how Breeze doesn't say, hey, this isn't a good play to call right now. But you know what? I'm not a coach. Hell, I'm not even a player. Dude, I'm not even, I mean, my, le- my legs and my butt got tight like yesterday for no reason. So I'm not even... I'm not even a water boy, but, but I'm a fan, you know, and being a fan, you put so much out. I I don't, what do you think about being a fan? I'd love to know some of you guys' thoughts and uh, just on what it is to be a fan and what goes into it and what, because here's one thing I thought, I thought this at the end of the game, I said, when I was driving down to Irvine, I thought to myself, I said, well, Man, if this is the type of refereeing they're going to have in the games, and if this is the type of, you know, p- coaches can just call horrible shit and and it can break your damn heart, like, I don't know if I want to watch as much or get as deep as, as I do anymore because, as a fan, because the, the other side of the equation, they're not, you know, I felt like the coach didn't do his part and the refs didn't do their part to make it a fair fair enough field for me to put my emotions into it that's what I felt like so but yeah if you guys have thoughts on what it is to be a fan and and what that means to you or if you had a family member that you know what gave it there you know just I mean some people because I'll never play you know I'll never there was a point in my life when I'd be like oh I might get out there and play you know I'd be sitting on the couch at 27 you know you know, getting a couple of grams of freaking, uh, that, that dusty, dusty, that dusty, dusty, dusty. And then, uh, next thing, you know, I'm thinking in my head, Oh, I might get out there and play next year. I might try to audition for the F- new Orleans saints. That was the kind of show or the LSU, you know what I'm saying? Things would be in my head. I'm a au- first of all, my buddy's like, dude, you're going to audition for the team. It's called trying out. You're an idiot. dude. you go out there and audition you're gonna get uh sent to all heaven bro somebody is gonna break your spine open with a straight spine buster dude so yeah it is but if you have thoughts on what it means to be a fan and what it just man it was just so painful it felt like part of me just was so alive and then it was gone like it was oh it was just gone um, but thank you guys for being here with me today, man. I, damn, dude. I couldn't even do the podcast yesterday. I was so upset, but I'm just so grateful, too, because I got on stage, and you know, I was about to go on stage, and I was just not in a good mood, and then I did a meditation backstage for 10 minutes. You know, I just sat there and just shut it all down and uh, put the timer on my phone and just crossed my legs and just closed my eyes in the green room and Asked everybody else to leave out of there for a few minutes and yeah, for 10 minutes I'd have sat there and just let all the things pass that were making me upset or whatever and they disappeared kind of and then I got on stage, man, and you know, it was really a nice gift from the powers that be in the world because I needed to have something fun to lift me up and 500 people uh, Sunday night at Irvine did exactly that and man, that was fun. I had so much fun, so thank you guys. For coming out. Um, I will. Uh, what else happened man? Oh so I got a, uh, I got a full body. One of those full body massages. Those thigh massages. or uh, No. From ladies from uh, Taiwan. And I went in there and got that thigh massage. And dude they walk on your back. I mean this, this lady. It looked like she was loitering. And I was the sidewalk. This, ba- this bad bitch was up and down the block, you know. And she had—I mean, she had real heavy feet. She was real, you know, cementy in the f- in the footage. And she just plopped them bad cats on me. And it felt like a real—if she felt like a about a fifty-year-old man, kind of walking up and down my back. But it was probably about. She was probably about 42, 43. But heavy feet, I mean, real heavy tarsals, probably the bone density in her feet could have been a damn Category 6, bruh. So, but at the end, dude, so she got me on, you know, she's doing my thighs and stuff, and I'm laid on my back. And I, that's in the, you know, I'm kind of vulnerable. I'm laying there kind of vulnerable, and, it's, and she kind of pats me on the crotch on that freaking... On my little rocket, you know, she just does like this, just pats me on my little rocket, and asks me if I want that, you know that that party pop. You know what I'm saying? She she asked me if I want that part that party pop. She said, but you know she had a thigh, she had a thigh accent. She said, oh, you want the uh the party pop? And I'm like, dang, you know, and I said, no, I said I don't want that. I said I don't want that. You know, I'm trying not to masturbate myself. And you, I'm coming in here. My back's all tightened up. I got the ass of like a, my butt is, gets tight. You know, my thighs get tight. My thighs get tight, tight, tight. You know, like a damn, like kind of, I got that ass cheek of like a, you know, a black girl with Down syndrome who's been doing, playing Twister by herself. You know, my thighs get fucking just, you know, real tight, tight. Because I got that booty. And, and man, she wanted to give me that, you know, that little, uh, that party pop. And, uh, and I said, no, and that's my thing. Usually I go, when I go into these places, these little, you know, the, the uh, the thigh massages, when I go in there and they trying to, you know, they trying to, you know, get you to spray out in there and in the jack shack. And one of my buddies said they'd jerk him off sometime and they left with the semen you believe that shit they put that shit on a little hot plate or a little griddle bro a little grill and they f- next thing you know you got a damn family over there you got a dang little you know you got a little couple of a little batch of whites or you know latino you know you got a little family running around in, you know in in kuala lumpur so that's wow that's a new thing they jerk you off and then they cop that seat and I'm not saying these women are bad women or anything like that. I mean, you know, seven out of out of probably seven out of probably thirteen times I go into one of these massage parlors and they do it right, and they do that choppy choppy on daddy and they fucking dude. They used to have these people. I told Jim Jeffries this downtown. You for forty dollars, these two Vietnamese dudes will fucking beat the fuck out of you. And they had soft arms and hands, but also like fast and soft, and it just and it felt good. And if you're like, damn, bruh. These dudes were assholes, but goddamn, they really do a great job. I feel so much better. Um, what else is going on? I'm gonna pop into the news. Oh, I saw this. I thought this was interesting in the USA Today. Uh They had, um, you know, they had some fellows, they had a big, you know, these rallies and these uh, marches and stuff. And, but I thought that USA Today did a good job today, and I shared this on Twitter. Uh, New video shows different side of protests with a Native American. And Native Americans, those are the original bad boys. They those guys were out, you know, this was their country. You know, they were here, they just really sprouted up out of the damn earth. I mean, they are just like birch. They're just like roses. They're just like ferns. You know, I mean, they're humans, I'm saying, but they are as natural as that. You know, it's almost like a stream just, you know, is just going through the land and the stream and the land got enough friction. And next thing you know, your boy kielbasa popped out with a, you know, with a lot. He was just of the land and he was just of the nature. And that was a Native American. And he was a natural boy. And anyway, they had this conflict where it was like these guys from Kentucky, a school. And, uh, and everybody jumped on the bandwagon of saying that these kids were awful and these kids were horrible. and um, Because only a small piece of a video had gone out where a Native American man and a group of, um, what does it say, black Israelite guys and, and, and these white Catholic kids, they'd all kind of merged in this area. And only a small piece of the video had gone out. And, and everybody just had, we all had conclusions. We all had thoughts. We all had this and that, you know? Uh, And, and then USA Today, I thought I did a good job of just saying, well, this is the full thing. A full video came out and this is the reality of what happened. And it seemed like everybody there definitely could have made uh, probably some better choices, but it seemed like the kid that they were trying specifically to pin this on was maybe, uh the least the least um guilty of being too erroneous. I mean for one he's very young uh and the other people involved in the kind of exact conflict were a little bit older. Uh but I say this to tell you to so the reason I brought this up is because that's one of the value of uh podcasts is that you can get the whole breadth of what's going on. And And I just want to thank people that come and listen and that listen to other podcasts because you don't just get a little snip. You don't just get three or four seconds or 40 seconds of exactly what the writer or the creator wants you to see, what they want you to believe. You get the full story. And when you go back and see the full story, you see that some of these other groups were were causing a lot more trouble uh, than this young boy. And in fact, the... Um, the black israelite group was really was just raising sheer hell and then and, and look they all have their points of view and all points of view uh you know valid not saying that but but just what i'm saying is just that when you see the breadth of the video um you see it all you get the reality at least then you can see you can take everything into account um So, I thought that that was at least USA Today made a point to say, hey, uh, here's the full story. And you don't see that very often. And that's one thing I like about podcasting you get that full story, you get that FS. But yeah, there's just more value if we can know the full story um, of things because you get the perspective, you get it all. You get what was happening before, what the buildup was, what occurred, what was, you know, you get you get it all and you can make an educated decision or an educated idea, or also you see everybody's part in something. It's the same as with the, with the, if you just look at the pass interference call from the saints Rams games, saints Ram game, you know, which probably killed. I, I'd love to see an article on how many people died when the pass interference call didn't get called. I bet. Is there an over under on that? I bet 11 people died. I bet 11 seniors just took it right in that straight fucking TikToker, dog, in that H-E-A-R-T, papa, and just said, fuck it, son. Life ain't what I thought it was. I'm going to have on. but but, But if you watch that whole game, you see all of it. You get the whole game. You see, okay, well, they had some opportunities here, and they, you know, uh, they, they, uh, you know, the they had their backup tight end in, in the beginning of the game, and he missed a pass. And you just you see all you see all of the things that went along the way. You see the coach. Oh, the coach made these decisions. Man, he could have made better decisions. He could have not been cute. You see that. So you don't just get that moment. You get the full story, and that's one of the beauties of podcasting. Is You can sit and listen to a lot of people and get the full story. And I believe that there's, you know, there's people that want to serve the short story to get their point across and there's, and there's, and podcasting, that's why it's taken off is because it, it just gives you the full story and lets you make your own choices. I don't feel like it's trying to convince you of things very much, but also what the fuck do I know, man, you know? Just a sad dude that drove down to Irvine last night and got lifted up by about 500 people. And in turn, had maybe uh, the best show of the weekend, I thought. So, What else is going on? Let's get into some of this, man. I want to tell you that I'm going to be in in Columbus, Ohio next weekend. Uh, I've also got uh, Tempe, Arizona. Um, The tickets for Australia will be going on sale in February. I think they go on sale February 11th. I don't know the cities yet, but I think it's most of them. Um, the, we're going to do another show in Boston at the Borgata. And you can check that bad cat out. And that's Beantown, they say, over there, Boston. Dude, and everybody in Boston, bro, that's freckles. That's freckle country. Uh, you can get freckles over there. So, February 22nd through February 23rd, I'll be in Houston, March 8th, the Wilbur in Boston. We're adding another show. And then I'm in San Jose and, uh, and Phoenix, Arizona, and Kansas City, Missouri through March and April. So, pretty exciting um, pretty exciting stuff going on. And thank you guys uh, for your support. We sold it out in Irvine. We sold it out. And uh, I want to thank Martin Luther King as well. Um, you know, just a, a, a great speaker, a leader. Um, and I can only imagine the confidence that he had a lot of times to really stay in the face of adversity and trust himself. You know, even probably when his people, some people were following him that he didn't, he might have thought were followers for him for the wrong reason. A lot of people attached to Martin Luther King. You know when somebody starts to be a leader people attach to them. And some of those attachments are good and helpful and teammates and some are want to take and they want to just, you know, they want something for themselves. But you know uh he really seemed to be I mean he was just so poignant, so eloquent. You know, last night I stayed up I was watching a couple of different speeches and and parts from different documentaries that were on YouTube and Just such an eloquent man. You know, there's a real mastery to being able to get your point across exactly how you want it. It's one of the reasons I wish I had a bigger vocabulary sometime. Um, But thank you to him uh, because just little things like even for me, I wouldn't have been able to have a Sunday night show that had so many people come out because a lot of people have the day off today. And... Thank you, Martin Luther King, because uh, Junior, because you knew that I would need the day off after that fucking referee call. Shit. And that is shit. So, and that is straight behole. And I will say that now, beehole. If you love sex, you're gonna love blue chew. It's that time, baby. Look, I said this years ago that I said, look, man, one of these sexual pills, they should make a gum. They should make that bubble gum. That way you could be at the bar, be in the distance, chew a couple pieces, blow that big bubble, big bubble, let the ladies see that fucking bad bounce boy in the distance flying out of your fucking flow state, air face. And they'd be like, oh, dang, that boy got that big bubble going in the distance, and they know daddy's ready to pop, pop. You know, daddy's ready to freaking bust out them, you know, them body oysters. You know what I'm talking about, Simon. You know, body Simon. So... Blue Chew has it. Blue Chew is a performance enhancement for the bedroom. Wouldn't you like to last longer? Go extra rounds? Uh, I don't want to go extra rounds. I want to go one round. Um, and as long as one of us kind of wins and one of us, fuck it, we can even both lose. One of my new things that I'm going to start doing probably in the next couple of years is no more even ejaculation. You want that? You got to pay extra. You want that pop, pop. Because I know it a lot of these ladies sneaking they putting that thing on they putting that sauce on a warming plate and busting it out the back door shipping it off to Guam or Germany or probably you know New Jersey or Bethlehem or something and they pop it you know and they slanging that that sugar sauce on the DL getting them heightened prices for daddy's pop pop. But what I'm trying to tell you guys is sorry I can't get through this ad. Blue Chew is a performance enhancement for the bedroom. You know, I've, uh, 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 you know, I've had issues over the years, and I used to get them gas station wiener pills. And I used to get them gas station wiener pills. And I'm not ashamed, man. People say, are you ashamed of that? I ain't ashamed of that. You think I'm ashamed of that? Now, I, I would sometimes, I will say this. I would buy all kind of extra shit at the 7-Eleven to try and make it look like I wasn't getting those. Like I'd get like a, um you know, a couple bananas, uh, a gas can. Uh, I'd get nervous. I'd be like, uh, six scratchers, you know. And then, uh, and, uh, you know, maybe a thing of almond milk. And then let me get them, um you know, them rhinoceros silvers. And he's like, huh. And the guy would be like, what? What is it? And the guy wasn't a different ethnicity. He was just a white guy who couldn't speak well. And he's like, what? What is it? And I'm like, let me get them... Them Rhino Silvers, boy. Let me get them fucking giraffe makers. You feel me? Them gas station wiener pills, daddy. You know it. You know what I'm talking about. I need two gallons of gas and some fucking and you know, and I need about two grams of that of that Silver Rhino down in, in in a nut tank. I need I need two gallons of of 91 octane, and I need uh 40 milligrams of that Silver Rhino down in a nut tank. And look, a lot of that shit did make your legs sweat. And then your, body, your, your, your wiener will get hard out of fear. Your wiener's like, damn, the legs are sweating. Something's going on. You know, What if the legs aren't going to work and the wiener is probably thinking, I might have to become a leg or something. I might have to walk for us. So that's when the wiener gets hard. But anyway, bluechew.com makes the first chewable with the same active ingredients as Viagra and Cialis and at a lot lower price than those other two. Chewables work faster than pills, up to twice as fast. It only takes a few minutes to fill out a form online. No doctor visit, no awkward conversation. You don't have to set your soft, you know, cack into into a nurse's hand and be like, hey, it's so soft. You know, she's like, oh, what do you use on that downy dryer sheets? it's like nah just i uh, got a lot of anxiety and some mental health and sexual health issues so i don't get erections but um but no waiting in line at a pharmacy it ships directly to your door in discreet packaging and i've seen it they do some unique packaging they'll do they'll put it in like a um what is that thing that you beat up if you're mexican uh not if you're, or if you're um you know you beat it and you and you and you and it kind of you get it and you um fucking what am i talking about and you blind and you fucking blindfold him and you fucking beat him piñata sorry piñata and they got them sugar treats in it and that is what you that's what it's like uh what was i talking about oh No waiting in line at the pharmacy. Ships directly. Oh, and discreet packaging. Sometimes they'll ship it in a discreet package. So you'll get it in like a pinata kind of thing, like a little donkey, like a little four-colored donkey. And you think, oh, what's in here? And you got them straight up fucking deep pills, son. You know, them fucking form makers, bro. But anyway, ships directly to your door. Blue Chew Chewables are prescribed online by a doctor and made in the USA. No more of these, you know, I get the, used to get them shits from India, bruh. Them things come in and they used to make my hair get real warm, which was very, imagine your hair being warm and that's when you know them, them erection pills are working when your hair starts, the temperature of your hair starts heating up. Blue Chew gives you confidence in bed every time. You and your partner will love it. Here's a great deal for you guys, for our listeners. Get out there and get cock healthy. Go to BlueChew, blueche com and get your first order free when you use promo code Theo, T-H-E-O. You just pay $5 for the shipping. That's BlueChew.com and promo code Theo. Get them vasodilator hitters, bro. Get them wiener hitters. Oh. and You know I've had issues over the years with that. Sexual issues. God, dude. I got so many issues. But but I'm seeing a sponsor. I got a new sponsor. You know, I know we talked about some of that in the past, and I'm happy to be having that um, right now and trying to get through some of more of my program step work. And, you know, my life is pretty good, man. You know, my life is pretty good. I was just thinking about that, bro. You know, I was just thinking... I think part of the reason I was even sad, like I was driving down to the game and uh, driving down to the show yesterday, and I, I was sad after the loss, man. I was really heartbroken. Uh, but I think some of just, you know, so many people came out, and it's just exciting, and I just, I think part of me, there's a fear that I'm not going to be able to, um, you know, make people laugh uh, for, you know or I'm not going to like live up to like people's expectations, you know? And, and I, I, you know, I couldn't really figure out what the feeling I was having yesterday when I was driving down there. Um, but I guess it was like, okay, I'm feeling kind of bad right now after the game, you know, I, I messed up and I hadn't taken my little, you know, antidepressants, you know, for a day. And so that started to factor in like, oh, well, what if you start, you know, you're reeling a little, you're starting to lose grip on the mountain, you know, a touch. And so that was kind of going on. And so then when the the thought that, man, maybe I was like, wow, if my feelings aren't, if I don't keep myself in a healthy place, then what if I get on stage and I just make people, it's not good. You know, I'm not able to do my job or, People don't like it. Um, I think I just got a lot of fear because when nobody, when you know, when people didn't come to the shows as much for years, you you kind of are in like honestly. It's kind of a sweet. It's just kind of a sweet spot because you don't have to. The expectation isn't there. You have the ability to surprise people. You know, when you have a, when you're able to do something and people don't know it, it must be like a magician. They know the person doesn't know the magic. They know the person didn't go to magic class or, you know, or fucking abracadabra camp or, you know, wasn't in like a trap house where one of the hookers or, you know, one of the drug dealers was fucking, you know, pulling rabbits out of the hat and that. But it must be like, a magician because they know they can do the trick, they know it's probably they know how to do it and they know the person's going to be surprised. And that's what it used to seem like a lot of clubs. It was like, okay, you know, the shows weren't sold out and there weren't and I was like, oh, okay, you know, I'm going to be able to surprise these people with my humor or with a story or with something that they don't know. And and then now it's just a little different. Now I guess it's just more expect, it's more expectation. Like now they're here and they know that you can do it or they hope that you can do it. So I guess it's just, it's just adjustment, you know? I mean, I'm just kind of trying to share just like candidly, like some of my fears and stuff, but it's just adjustment. You know, before it was like, okay, I, I, you know, I know that I can do this. I'm going to surprise him. It'll be a magic trick. But now it's like, okay, they're they're assuming that I'm gonna be able to do this, and so now I have to be able to do it. Um, and it's uh and it's great. It's just different. It's just different. And then I so I guess I was worried when I was driving down there, I was like, Man, if I'm what if sometime I'm feeling bad, I'm not you know, and I don't get it all lined up and stuff and the show doesn't go as well and and I'll let people down. You know, and I know they say, you know, and, and we say it's not supposed to matter what other people think. And, um, and you know, I, and, and I'm sure that's one of my character defects is wondering what people think a lot. or I mean, so much of my life I was just living, I just needed to make people laugh so that I knew that they were okay with me. You know, because I think inside of me, I just, you know, I didn't like myself so much that I needed them to, I needed their approval because it was the only place I got any approval was from just moments of strangers, just little pieces of just moments of approval that would just fly by like a shooting star, man. Just, there it goes, a little, there it goes, there it goes, a little, and I need more. And I need more approval, I just and i didn't think walk around thinking i needed it i just needed it you know it was like you know it was like part of my uh i think approval is what makes up part of your uh comfort zone and that approval a lot of times is you know your parents will teach you how 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 to approve yourself or you will be um, you know, or someone at school will teach you. And when you don't get some of those lessons, then you don't know. And so then you have to get it from e- extemporaneous places, from outsiders, bro, from straight up S.E. Hinton's. You feel me? You got to get it from, you know, from this stranger or this person. You have to get that approval. Um, and, you know, as much as it is that, that, that you want the approval, I think now more it is just that I want people to feel good. You know, I want to be able to make people happy. And I want to be able to make people laugh. Man, they had uh, a young guy came out uh, and, his son, and his dad. And, 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 um, and they'd never been to a comedy show before. And that was so rare. We had a couple Viet's come out, dude. 100% real Viet's, man. And they came out there. And I didn't eat any of them. Because you guys know I had that instance at a Best Buy a few years ago where I almost snacked into that boy. And his name was Ben. But that's because I was on a cleanse, on a cleanse. And I hadn't eaten anything in a while, and goddamn, brother, I don't know if you've taken a good hard look at Viet's, but they are fucking damn near delectable, beautiful humans. So if I die, dude, it might, and a couple of other Viet's die with me, we all die together. You know, um, maybe we're at like a prom, you know, like a Viet prom, and something happens, there's a fire at the prom, and we all die. Do bury me with them tasty violets, son. That's my squad. Um, but I'm just—it's it, sorry. I'm trying. To, I'm getting off track. But you know, if you get those those pieces of approval, make you feel okay. And you have some people. You have it built in you, and when you don't have it built in you, then you have this. You have to find. You have to find moments that make you okay. Oh, I need some okay from over here. I need some okay. Okay, I need this. I, okay, okay, okay. Uh, and, but now, yeah, it's not as much that as, as I just want to be able to be in a healthiest place to be able to, um, to make the show good and make it fun for people. And also I know that a lot of my audience is so understanding and cool and man, so many nice people, so many nice people. Couple came out, they're about to have their third kid. That was beautiful. Um, somebody came out, their friend bailed on them and they still showed up, man. That was nice, man I you know, I don't know if I would do that for people, but maybe now I will you know it's funny the things that I learned from even people that come out to the shows uh pretty you know, I'm just realizing I'm a pretty lucky guy to you know not only am I getting to have people come and listen to my art, but I'm getting to meet a lot of really neat people um so. Just thank you. Thank you to everyone that came out. Thank you to the people I got to meet. Thank you to the people that I did not get to meet. Um, And I hope to meet you next time. What else? I'll tell you this, man. This past weekend is brought to you by Skillshare. A lot of people don't have any skills, dude. Think about them. Think about somebody right now. This dude I know named Kenneth, bruh. Zero skills, dude. He's he'd be in his front yard all the time in a damn uh sleeping bag. And you'd go over there and wake him up or something. And he'd be in there eating little gummy worms or something. Cause his daddy did the uh would restock those chips, those Tom's chips and stuff at the gas at the vending machines. You know, and a vending machine is basically just a bunch of straight bullshit locked in a cage, and you gotta put money in there. And and this boy would just be laying up and he's fucking lazy as fuck, man. And he'd be laying up in that, in that sleeping bag. And, he, uh, you know, he'd always be eating extra little snacks his daddy had from the Tom's route. You know, a little, maybe a, some snack of Bugles or, you know, some gummy worms. or. Sometimes you'd see him fucking, he'd be having like some uh, Fritos, but also some gum at the same time. Like, what the fuck, bro? Dude, you need to read like an appetite chart or something. You need to know how a damn, a- 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 how an appetite stacks up. Because you can't be having fucking juicy fruit barbecue chip going on in your mouth at once. That'll change how time works, man. You got to fucking shut that shit down. That's the dark arts, brother. But Skillshare is a place where you can get a skill. If you have a friend or neighbor or even yourself that's laying in a yard in a sleeping bag and snacking on gummies, then change your life. Skillshare is an online learning community for creators with more than twenty five thousand classes in design, business, and more. You discover, you'll discover countless ways to fuel your curiosity, creativity, and career. At Skillshare, you can take classes in social media marketing, mobile photography, creative writing, or even illustration. Look, if you don't think if you're sitting at home, you're thinking, "Man, I want to make dope ass art." I want to do trap music shit, but on my phone, I want to have that next thing. I want to be, there's a company called Bleach Media Official. You see them a lot of times on Instagram. Bleach Media Official. They make really cool things. They started put, the guy just figured out how to do some shit and got on board and started making free shit for people that he loved. And now people are paying him to do stuff. You can make, you can make the change. And, and And I do believe this. I'm not just saying this. I believe that Skillshare is a place that can help you. You can join the millions of students already learning on Skillshare today with a special offer. Just for our listeners, get two months of Skillshare for free. That's right, Skillshare is offering this past weekend listeners two months of unlimited access to over 25,000 classes for free. To sign up, go to Skillshare.com slash Theo Vaughn. Again, go to skillshare.com slash theovon to start your two months now. That's Skillshare.com slash Theovon. And I'm trying to come to England in August. So we it's not locked out in maybe Eastern Europe, that Eastern block. But we'll see. Uh, but man, I'm a pretty lucky guy, you know, and I don't mean to sound like I'm not lucky or I'm not grateful. Um but uh and I know sometimes I get kind of, you know, downer about stuff and uh, but man, this has just been a wild ride, you know, and this has just been a wild ride. And, uh, and it's scary. It's exciting, but it's also really scary. You know, it's, ex- it's scary. Uh, you know, it's scary sometimes, you know, sometimes I put myself out there in some ways, even on this podcast and things. And then, you know, it's just, uh, it's, I don't know. It's okay, but it's just scary sometimes. And I don't know, life sometimes just a little spooky, man. I mean, they call it life, but sometimes they should just call it Halloween. Okay, let's get into some of you guys' calls right now. Here we go. Hey,
1: Theo. Uh, this is Red from Charleston.
0: Hey, let me catch your name again, Cat Daddy, because I think I missed a, uh, one of them syllables, baby. Hey, Theo. Uh,
1: this is Red from Charleston.
0: This is uh, Red. All right, Red, onward.
1: South Carolina um the one that's going to the Navy I just i listen to your
0: uh oh yeah brother you're going into the Navy I remember that and when is that happening let's hear more
1: the podcast where you played where you played my message sorry man you got me you really got me cheering up man i leave tomorrow, so this today is Sunday, January 20, 20th. i leave tomorrow, and it's just really hitting home now. And, uh, yeah, I want to look like a bitch on your podcast or anything, but...
0: Bro, nobody could ever look like more of a, of a bitch on this podcast than me, bro. <laughs> Dog. Uh, that's sweet of you to say. I want to hear more of your message, brother. Onward.
1: This. Man, you're so kind. thank you for your words, man. And uh come January I'll call I'll call back in. I'm gonna listen, you know, I'll uh, catch up on some, some episodes. That way I don't walk a punk. And I'll definitely call you, man. I just wanna thank you. That really meant a lot to me, man. But uh gang gang, man.
0: Gang gang, man. That's sweet of you to call, bro. That's really touching, man. You made me feel good. Uh or you made me feel something my sons don't even know what it is, man. So you got me tearing up. So yeah, you couldn't look like any more of a punk than me, man, because if one dude tears up, that's you know, that's pretty regular. But then the dude that tears up hearing the other dude tear up, that's that dude. I'm that dude right now. Um well, that's nice of you to say that, man. Uh, you know, you know, I, you know, I'm trying to think of what's got me kind of feeling a little bit emote up, man. I think I'm happy to know that you know that uh, that people care, you know, and that someone cares, and I don't care that that person is me or that that person is our listeners or. I'm just happy cuz I could tell in your voice that you it seemed like you know that. Um, and uh and when did you say you're leaving? I'm just happy, yeah. Uh well let's call him and maybe I can um yeah, I got this technology here. Let's call. Let's call Big Red, man, and see if he's going to fight for us. You know, we're going to I mean, that's a big trip. That's brave too, man. I could imagine that. Let's. Well, what am I sitting here imagining when we got freaking real technology? Uh, let's hit him up right here. Um, here we got his number. Right here we go. Hello. Hey, is Red there? This is him. What's up, Playboy? It's Theo.
2: Theo Vaughn.
0: Yeah, player. What's up? Hey, dude. We I just was listening to your call, man, and I just wanted to thank you so much uh, for reaching out, bro. It was really, really nice of you. And you said that you're going. Today's the 21st. You're going into boot the camp baby. today.
2: Uh, I'm no. I'm at uh the hotel that they sent us to before. I'll leave tomorrow. I left my family today behind. I'm in the the capital of South Carolina.
0: Oh, nice, man. That's wild. You already said your goodbyes to the wife and kiddo, huh? Yeah.
2: Yeah. One of the hardest things I've ever had to do in my life.
0: Oh, man. I bet. And uh, and, and you're, is it a daughter or a son? You got a daughter?
2: I have a little girl. Yes, sir.
0: Oh, wow. How old is she?
2: She's five. Oh. I'm, I'm, I'm real strong. You, I'm this is crazy that you're
0: calling me. Oh, well, I appreciate you calling, man. It was nice. You know, you know, you, you know, when you called last week and said, you know, that you're listening to the podcast, it was just nice of you. And, and then you were like, yeah, your wife's going to keep you posted. And, um, yeah. And then you called back, man. It was just, a, it was just nice of you, bro. You know, I think it kind of embodies some of the stuff that we think about here a lot and, and stuff like you, that. So
2: definitely. Yeah. Uh, you what you said about my message, uh, yesterday it, it really had me and i was in my emotions a lot yesterday and it really had me worked up and i you know, I just wanted to tell you thank you for that it was you know, extremely kind of you
0: oh that's nice of you to say man i mean look nobody's i mean i've gotten in my emotions so many times on this podcast you know i'm sure i'm on some fucking help lists, and I'm, I'm on a lot of probably prayer lists and stuff like that so uh nobody could uh out emo me on here but um and plus I cried for about an hour in in my car after the Saints lost yesterday. So
2: <laughs> I watched that game. I thought about you actually when I was watching it. I was thinking about you and uh Mr. Chrysler cuz I know he's an LA Rams fan. Oh
0: yeah. What an asshole. Um <laughs> no, that's a good pair, man. Burt's an amazing guy. Uh yeah, So tell me about um so tell me about why did you choose to go into the Navy? Like what's like some of the thoughts behind that?
2: Um I wanted to when I was 18 when I met my wife mm-hmm. and due to uh, education I couldn't. Mm-hmm. I had just a GED and they uh, May of last year they called me and said that as things had changed that with a GED I was able eligible to join. Mm-hmm. I just had to score a certain number on the ASVAB to join and I, and I made the number and I just lost the weight. I was uh, about 250 pounds in May Damn. down to 190
0: Damn, so, again, bruh.
2: so I could be here today.
0: Dude, that sounds like a turkey, like a turkey to an owl, bro. Owls are real lean. You know if you've ever had owl or not. <laughs>
2: no, I've never had owl. I had turkey
0: though. Yeah, well, owls definitely more of a limited meat, but it's more. I mean, if dude, if you take the feathers off an owl, they look like they're ready to fucking fight, bro. So, <laughs> um, they're pretty jacked. They look real Italian. Owls might be Italian. Um, yes, but dude, that's amazing, man. So you just decided you were going to get in there, and when they called you back at first, were you did you? Like, were you excited? Were you considering it? Were you, were you know at first or what, what was that like?
2: It was a, uh, I told the guy that called me, I was like, I'm gonna have to ask my wife. uh, (laughs) I can't go through this and not let her be involved with the, with the process. And she supported me from the get go. You know, she knew it was going to be a struggle just with the weight Mm -hmm. and trying to manage, you know, uh, a full-time job, Mm -hmm. losing weight and trying to make it here. And, you know, I'm here today and I'm glad of it.
0: Dude, it's almost like it's like a like yeah with that weight loss and then now you getting there it's like uh you must feel kind of proud of yourself too.
2: I am and I'm also I'm proud of there's there's 77 guys here today at this hotel with me. Mm-hmm. Not all from the Navy, just we're all over different branches and you know, I'm glad yeah. to meet these guys and I know you're talking to me because I called you but these guys they you know they didn't call nobody they they kept it in. And, I'm proud to know that I'm going to serve with these gentlemen that are in this hotel with me after today.
0: That's cool, man. Dude, I love your attitude, bro. You got a good attitude, man. I feel like you're going to do a lot of great stuff. And I feel like, you know, probably this experience in there and just the boot camp and all that is just really only going to put you into – it's just going to be, you know, such structure and gasoline for you to really just achieve your dreams, man. I just – I don't know why I get that weird feeling, but I really do, bro. Um, I thank you. Thank you. Yeah, man. And – um. And yeah, was your wife... How was that? was that? Was that tough leaving?
2: She was strong. She was strong up until <laughs> yeah. today.
0: Oh, she, there you go.
2: She let me have my time yesterday. I, uh, I said goodbye to my mom and my stepdad and you the know, rest of my family yesterday. And it was just me and her today with my daughter. And she held it up until I got on the bus and said my goodbyes. Oh. That's, when, that's really when it struck me, her, and my daughter. My daughter, she's five. She doesn't understand what's going on. Oh. I tell her that, hey... Daddy's got a new job. He's gonna be gone for a while. She doesn't understand that when I say "gone for a while," it's two months with just letters, no phone calls, no text messages. No, but she's strong. She's a little. She's a little girl, but she's tough as shit. So
0: they are I, man. I,
2: she'll she'll be okay. She'll be okay for two months.
0: Well, man, that's wild. Man, that's powerful. It's uh, you know, there's just a lot going on there, and that's, you know, even though it's separation and it's time away, it's just a lot of uh. You know, just seems like a lot of like character building for all of you guys, even though it's probably really tough at this moment. Um, Yes, sir. And at least they have each other, man. That's kind of a beautiful gift. Yes, sir. We're,
2: We're from here. We're from Charleston, South Carolina, and all of our family's still here. So she's got she's got a good support behind her. Yeah. And I have I have it as well, just not in the physical aspect. You know, they're they're with me. You know, in in spirit. Yeah. Both her and my daughter, and you know, our entire family. And they've been. Everybody's been real supportive right now,
0: dude. That's cool, man. Well, I'm excited for your new adventure, man. I was thinking, um, you know, I was thinking of trying to think of something nice that we could do, uh, for you while you're this phone
2: away. call. Honestly, is is, is is as nice as it can get. I I promise you, this is this is I um, I wouldn't say a dream come true, but it is definitely <laughs> a, a cool experience. Cause I I I like you. I've liked your my wife actually is the one that turned me on to you with your uh netflix you know your netflix stand-up yeah he turned me on to you and i was like oh well you know i heard you on you know joe rogan and yeah you know, i started following you know this past weekend and just you know everything comes to a head and this you know, and here it is bro awesome. yeah this is awesome
0: here it is man um well dude it'd be great maybe one day in the future you know we can have you on, on as a guest to learn a little bit more about the military and what that boot camp experience is like um that could be really interesting and uh but yeah i'm I'm trying to think um you know i just really appreciate it man i feel like you you know you seem eloquent you seem uh connected to yourself i feel like you're gonna have uh, you know you're really gonna do a lot of great things uh for your family and um and it's brave you to go in there man you're a braver man than i for for getting in there it's
2: it's just a willing to do whatever it takes that's that's what it's not bravery you know i'm Call me brave is 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 ridiculous. I'm scared more than anything.
0: <laughs> well uh I am well, about
2: to be cold. I'm about to fly to Chicago tomorrow and that scares me more I've never been <laughs> I've never been in a cold like that. I'm from you know, oh, the beaches of South Carolina.
0: Yeah, you dude. do you from Folly or something? What beach you from? Um
2: technically I'd be closest to Isle of Palms. Mm-hmm. That'd be the closest beach and it's still maybe an hour away.
0: Mm-hmm well dude if the cold yeah dude the well look your first enemy is the cold weather bro you better fucking get out there son yeah
2: that'd be all it'll be all good
0: though dude you better stay there look y'all you you ready they already got you fighting you about to go toe to toe with 32 degrees you know
2: it was 10 degrees this morning when i checked how cold it was in chicago it was 10 degrees
0: well look your first weapon to learn how to use mittens bro that's what it is
2: (laughs) I bought I bought some gloves. I never
0: had to buy gloves. I bought gloves just <laughs> yeah. to fly with me. Dude, that's cool, man. Well, man, it just so many new experiences, man. It's new experiences That's what you're doing it sounds like and you're making it, bro. You know, you're moving yes, forward, you're making different choices, man. This is going to go by so fast and you're going to learn so much about yourself and I just you know, I'm I'm envious, man. I I, I feel like you're, this is going to be such a neat opportunity for you and your wife's relationship to go grow stronger and stuff and Um, and while you're gone, man, we'd love to help out, dude. If it's okay with you, we'd love to, you know, send a a gift certificate to your wife, maybe a $400 gift certificate to target so they can just, you know, just some little odds and ends here and there while you're gone. So, uh, they don't have to think about too much extra stuff, you know,
2: she would love
0: that because she loves target. There you go. Well, there you go, boy.
2: I'm a a Walmart guy. She's a target girl.
0: Hey man. Well, look, whatever gets y'all through it, bro. Somehow y'all met in the middle, bro. Um kmart yeah okay that's so funny man I was gonna say kmart, but I didn't think I know that they've gone out of business, but um but congrats man congrats on your new experience bro it's gonna be exciting and uh and we wish you the best man I, I really appreciate you sharing it with us and and just uh it was nice of you, man I appreciate your nice words and your love for your family and your wife and your daughter just infectious bro and Um, thank you you know i think it makes a lot of our listeners uh just feel the value that they have in their own um in their own uh in their own family so thank you so much bro thank you yeah man and so i'll have um our producer reach out uh nick and so that we can um you know get that to your wife and kids and uh wife and daughter and uh thank you for your service
2: you're more than welcome
0: amen bro gang gang be safe out there gang gang peace brother Wow, pretty cool That's brave, man. That's brave, you know, doing something new, but he's making it you know he's making it like it change' like you know he just is choosing to make a change and it'll be gone it'll be it'll go so fast and then he'll be in a new place in a new experience and uh that's brave. I wish I'd have been able to to do that um I had one more idea I was going to do as a gift for him but maybe we'll wait and do it in the future uh, if we're able to have him in studio. I, have, I just think I have somebody cool that would be neat for him to meet. Um, but wow, we got some neat people that listen to this show. You know, people are living their lives and uh, and that's, that's one thing about life and destiny and that. It's like no matter, you know, a huge, the saints lose and this happens and, you know, 11 senior citizens died and people's, you know, buying gas cans just to sneakily get a, you know, hit a blue, blue chew, them rhino dick hitters. And, you know, but the truth is that life goes on. The truth is that, you know, those rhino dick hitters, the truth is that life keeps going on and that today different things are happening and somebody's falling in love and somebody's, you know, uh, someone is, um, you know, uh, getting a phone number of uh, of someone they've been in love with for a while somebody is uh learning how to paint someone is going off to the military uh someone's taking their last breath somebody is um somebody's forgiving somebody uh even though it's a really hard thing to do you know uh you know I, I, in my life recently i've had some you know i've you know been you know kind of forgiven uh and still loved by somebody that I wasn't always the best to. And, and when people do that, man, it's just uh, that's strikingly powerful. <sighs> Let's take another call, man. Do, should we take another call? How are we going to go from here anywhere? We've really we've done a lot already. Onward.
3: Um, hey, man, what's up? It's uh, Jonah Crosby. I'm a kind of new listener to uh, the podcast down in Charleston, South Carolina.
0: Okay, Jonah, also in Charleston. Um, thank you for calling brother onward. I go
3: to Citadel. It's
0: a great school. You should, uh, maybe come to a show down there. Who knows? I'd love to come to Citadel. And you know, one thing that's interesting is, uh, now I used to live in Charleston and I worked on King street and I worked at a bar and I used to be a door boy, you know, out there bouncing and fucking, you know, just that t-shirt that you just see the bottom of that bicep, you know, and really those guys are just a bunch of bisexuals. You know, like if you see those door boys, a lot of times if you go look behind the edge of the building or the bar, you'll see a couple of them just rubbing their biceps against each other. And that's bisexuality. And that's, you know, and that's back in the day when I was doing steroids and, you know, and just being bisexual And you catch me sometimes even at the gym just sneaking up on some my other man and just we'd fucking just rub those biceps against each other and just fucking bicep each other. But anyhow, um... But one interesting thing that happens I want people to know is uh, the citadel or the citadel as people call them different stuff because people, nobody knows how to really read or spell that great overall. And that's the truth. People are only so good at it. But the citadel does this thing where their whole, their whole, their troops, because um, I believe they're a military preparatory academy and their troops will do a march where they go through uh, the city of Charleston. It's really cool. And they are an organized bunch, and it's really—they have these gray uniforms, and um—and it was really cool to see. It took you back to like a, a another time, another time in the world, and it's a diverse group of men, and they just cruise through the street, and they're just um really, really awesome. It was a great—it uh, was a great thing to witness when I was there in Charleston. Was it just took you back, uh, you know, a hundred years in time? Um, onward. Let's take more.
3: Anyway, um, last weekend this dude called in. Talking about how uh, I think it was a guy from Charlotte talking about how it's an issue if some girl's talking to her ex-boyfriend, and that one kind of hit close to home because one of my one of my ex-girlfriends uh, and I have a really good like friendly relationship, like it's fully platonic. We have both moved on, we both talked to other folks. I have a girlfriend now, but uh, there's nothing wrong with it, man. Like she and I help each other out if there's like something that that needs to be needs to be done. And uh, it's just a good, friendly relationship. And I would just like to uh, put that out there and say that uh, I'm, not, I'm not sure what this gentleman had experienced in his life, but uh, it's really, it's really not, that, not an issue all the time. You know what I mean?
0: You know, I appreciate that. And by this gentleman, you could even mean me. I think that was my, kind of my point of view. You know, I thought uh, that, you know, a man doesn't keep in touch with a woman for any real reason other than like a sexual reason. Um, Or that it's hard to really have a platonic friendship between the two where one doesn't have some sort of sexual inclination or gravitas towards the other or want to touch titty or, you know what I'm saying, or tap nut. But yeah, man, I mean, you know, you got me thinking right now that maybe you're right. Maybe times are changing where we are understanding more. And we also have to go to different places to get the emotional connection that we need, especially now that, you know, families are a little bit more separated and, you know, with two parents working and, you know, not as much connection between a lot of families anymore, relationships and, you know, divorce and that sort of thing. I think, yeah, I think you're right. You really make me think of something important that. You know, maybe now more than ever, it is is—it is maybe more common to have just a friend who is uh, of the other sex. But also, dog, I'll say this, man. You know, sometimes you might want to fuck your friend. That's the only thing, you know, that's the thing. That's the thing. And if you're, and if you say if you have a, if you have a friend and your girlfriend, if that friend is a man, then your wife or girlfriend might not be upset because they, they're not thinking. Then if you guys do want to fuck, y'all have to be gay for a little while. You have to be gay for a little while to do sex with each other, and you got to come back to your spouse and not be gay. So they're thinking. Then there's at least that 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 hurdle there. That that that. That um, you have to that you have to go over that ravine of choice where you're saying, okay, I'm gonna gay out, you know, I'm gonna be wild and experience some of the things that I want to, ex- you know, maybe these dark, you know, these darker edges of myself or these wilder edges, and I don't mean darker like it's negative, but these, you know, you you know, you want to get fancy and touchy and tap nut with your buddy, so you have that you have to go through that you have to you you have to you, have to, you, have to, you know you have to be. Bisexual, brother. You know what I'm saying. You have to get bisexy. but, but if you if your friend is a girl, then your wife's just like, oh fuck, man. You don't have to. You know, your wife already knows that you do sex with women because you do it with her, and so the fear could be there. Um, but yeah, I mean, it is also a time where we go to different places to get different feelings. Where I think a lot of them used to come straight from like the you know the familial space. And I'm just guesstimating, but when families were closer and they, you know, needed each other more and there wasn't as much outside influence from the world and technology and, you know, families had farms and they needed to tend to their crops and do all that kind of stuff together. And you had that tribal vibe, you know, that Sebastian Younger talks about when you had that old school, you got different emotions from different places and it was all so close together in your source of family and now maybe you have to go door to door these days to get the uh, love and affection and emotion or little pieces of everything that you need thank you for calling man and with that other point of view let's take another call here here we go hey, yo what's up Theo? um i don't even know if i want to say my name and um i'm in new york area what's up poppy thank you for calling from new york man and uh and I love New York, you know. I have dreams sometimes that if I could live another life, I would live over there in New York somewhere, you know, and just be uh, just inundated with the 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 vibe that's there. But uh, enough about me, onward. You know, my my I just look for a little inspiration.
1: You know, my uh, my cousin's going to prison. He just went yesterday for seven years. You know, it's tough for him. Me and him, you know, we live the same lifestyle, you know. it's This whole court experience just opened up my eyes, you know. It makes me want to turn my life around. You know. I um, so I just need some words of inspiration, man. I really want to do this, you know. I just want to go straight now be a tax-training citizen, you know. Uh man. Gang, gang.
0: Gang, Man. Man. Uh, thanks for calling man you know that's nice of you to call bro um yeah I'm sorry that you're dealing with that I'm sorry that your cousin is going through that uh I don't know if he's you know if you're able to talk to him if, I bet it's scary for him even if he doesn't want to talk about it or admit it you know sometimes when we, when we when we're tough we don't we can't you know we can't even access the fact that we're scared uh Man, I bet if you could be tough and be in like a lifestyle like that, I bet I bet you could help so many younger dudes and keep them from getting in, you know, in the like, uh, you know, in the harm's way. Or, or I bet you could help so many younger guys who don't have like a, a brotherly figure, you know, or who don't have like a cousin or don't have like a male role model, you know, I bet you could, you know, I don't know you, but I bet you could, man. I mean, it sounds like if you, care, if you can care about your cousin that much, you know, I bet there's a lot of little dudes out there who don't have that, you know, or a lot of young bucks who just need somebody, you know, it just sounds like. Like, if you can care about somebody like him, then I bet you could care about a lot of people, and it would just give you a lot of purpose then. You know, there's so much power in, like, helping others, and, uh, and you deserve it, dude. You know, you're good. You know, I don't even know you, man, but I know that you're probably a good person. And I know that, you know, people love you, bruh. You know, I don't know what your family's like. I don't know if you have parents or whatever, but I don't know if you're close with them or whatever, but I bet they really, really loved you. I I bet they really do, even if they can't even show you sometimes. You know, I think there's this burden that we have as humans. Sometimes we're just unable to show people that we care. It's crazy. You know, we have so much feelings inside, but sometimes it's so hard for it to get out of us into into the world but I bet you have a lot of people that really love you bro and uh, and if you you know 12 step program is stuff that helped me damn it sorry dog that's your cousin's parole officer he just got out I'm just joking bro sorry that was fucked up joke man that was fucked up but I just wanted to make try and make you laugh Uh, but yeah I mean you you can you know a 12 step program helped me I didn't think there was any I didn't think there were ways that I was ever going to feel better that I could change my situation that I could have a different insight to myself. Dude, even talking about this stuff with you right now. Man, I never thought I would be fucking thinking about this kind of stuff ever. Like my brain did not work this way. You know, I didn't have the capacity, like I would say that I cared about myself, but I didn't ever feel it. And then I got into some 12 step and recovery help and that shit changed my life. You know? And it still changes my life. And here's the thing. I haven't even made it through the fucking steps. The simple fact that I have places to go all the time where other people who are brave enough to try and, you know, take on stuff in their life that we're there together. uh, It makes me feel less alone. You know, and that must be something you're probably feeling, too. If your cousin's going away, I bet you're probably, you know, worried that you're going to be kind of alone, you know. But, dude, you can't be alone in this place, man. You go to a couple of AA meetings, see the vibe, talk to some fuckers, bro. They got real deals in there, too. Murderers, bro. Uh, jugglers, people that can fucking juggle. Magicians, dude. Dark artists, dude. But they're all fucking, now they're tightened up. And it's a real special time. But, look, man, I love you man, and... uh and I'm sorry to hear about your cousin. And I hope that the experience that he has in there is just is very valuable. Um, and I hope that uh, you guys, the next time you guys see each other, uh, that you're both in a, in a in, in much better places. And I bet that you can be. I bet you can be, man. It might be hard to see that you can be, but you're going to have to make, you're going to have to take action. You know, nothing changes if nothing changes. It just doesn't. And you sound like a powerful person. So I bet you could really affect some change in yourself. And then in, and then in others, man. And the joy you get from that, bro. Fuck, you might turn into a rocket ship. Bitch, we might see you on Mars, dog. Because you'll get gassed up from feeling that. Um. Oh, you know. I'm going to take one more call here. And, uh, and I didn't mean for this episode to be kind of heavy or whatever. But... You know, we got, a, we got a lot of great calls, but we'll get into some more of them. Um, let's take one right here, man.
1: Gang, gang, man. What's up, Theo? This is Luis from Oregon, Salem, capital for the city. I was, I'm watching this past weekend right now.
0: What's up, gang, gang, Luis? And thank you for calling, Papa. Onward. And uh, all I got to say is, dude, you, you give me so much inspiration. Uh, I don't know.
1: Uh, but um, like I have an addiction right now, a cocaine addiction, you know, and uh, three o'clock in the morning.
0: Oh, it's three o'clock in the morning. Wow, man. Well, thanks for calling, dude. Um, you know, I appreciate you calling. Onward. I don't have any vests, though, <laughs> but <laughs> dude, somebody brought me a vest in uh in Irvine this weekend. It's a nice one too. It's like a wintertime one. This thing feel like you have other vests in it, like it. Like, like, it's like a vest, but it ate a couple of little vests, you know, in, in this, in this, you know, just, you know, it's just warmer. More?
1: You just, I don't know. How'd you get over it? How'd you get over your cocaine addiction? Because I look up to you, man. Uh man. Gang, gang. Yeah. yo have a good day.
0: Gang, gang, bro. Yeah, man. Look, here's the thing. Only you know if you have a problem. You know, only you know that I can't, you know, I don't know if you do, uh, but you do, you know, if you do or not. And how I got over it, I mean, I'll just tap right back into what I was talking about it. I mean, I'm not over it. But I uh, fight that bitch. You know, I, uh, I don't do it. I haven't done it for two and a half years. And I like that dusty, dusty, you know. I like to fucking get that heck dog I like that fucking white semi truck fucking driving straight to my brain you know what I'm saying boy Columbia I like them dark arts that dark arts dust daddy uh sorry uh But I went and I I just went to a meeting and I heard someone talk about how they felt and why they were not doing well. And somebody told me that that I was an okay person and that I wasn't going to be addicted to cocaine forever. And man, I don't even know if I was having that much of a problem with it, to be honest with you. But that could also be the addict in my head talking. But I was having a problem with myself. I was having a problem with myself when I was there at 7 a.m., you know, having to cancel whatever I was supposed to do that day and I'm just in my apartment just like looking at pornography and, you know, I can't even touch myself anymore because I've done touch myself. You know, and I got that soft boss just laying on my stomach and I've had that adult penis since childhood and you know that. So, you know, I got that big, that beached fucking armadillo just laying on my stomach and uh, and I would just be sick of myself. And I'd be afraid to go to sleep because I thought I would die because I was fucked up. And I used to write wills out to my mother. I'd write a will out, you know, and I'd put it by the bed in case something happened to me. Uh, because I didn't want to, you know, I didn't want to be thinking about myself when I died, you know. Um, but, but I went in a 12-step meeting, man. I went to a couple meetings. I went to a speaker meeting. They have CA and NA meetings. And uh, and you can find them in Oregon, and we'll put the link today on our YouTube episode um, to the Oregon AA and CA uh, meetings. There's an app you can get on your phone. I'm gonna show it to the camera right now, and it is called Meeting Guide. And uh, let me see real quick. I'm gonna show it to the phone so you can get a good look at it. And this is what it looks like, man. This meeting guide, um, and we'll, we'll I'll have my uh, producer Nick put it in. Premature Nick, and um, and it helps. The meeting guide app just lets you know where a meeting is in location to where you are. Now it doesn't work in every city, but it works in a lot of them. And and dude, you know what? For me, I, I never knew that there was a world out there that felt more comfortable. I never knew it. I didn't know it existed, man. The way I related to the world was not the way the world really was. I thought the world was A and the world was B. But I was living like it was A. Imagine if you think you're at the beach, but really you're downtown. So imagine you see a guy downtown and he's got on his sandals and he's putting on sunscreen and he's putting a lawn chair out on Sixth Avenue and you know, downtown and you're like, what the fuck? This dude's something. He doesn't get it. He doesn't realize he's not at the beach. That was me. I was the dude. I thought I was, I thought I was at the beach, but because I thought the world was this but the world was downtown. The world was something different and I was interacting differently. Um, and it started to change once I went to those meetings. And I just felt better, bro. You know, there's nothing worse than, than the come down off of cocaine. And it feels good to know that I go to bed at night and that, I'm, that I know I'm going to wake up exactly how I went to sleep. That I know I'm gonna wake up exactly how I went to sleep, man. For me, that's good. Now, look, if you, if, and if, but if you still partying out there, you wanna do that dust and you wanna fucking let that brain donkey loose inside of yourself, fuck, I'll hold the back of your neck while you do that long line. You know, I'll hold your fucking back of your neck while you're doing that fucking, you know, that ivory little booty lizard, bruh. You know, and I might be out there again. I'm not saying that I'm a mute, that I'm you know i'm human and here we are but you can have a new experience though i will say that man you could have a new experience so if you really do think you have a problem i think it's worth checking out but we'll put those links in the bio for you all right let's do this one last call here here we go
4: hi my name is tyler price i'm from dallas texas um I heard you guys were doing something special for a single single mothers in uh, Addison, Texas. Um,
0: yeah, I'll be down there this weekend, uh, Tyler. I'll be down there, and the shows are sold out down there in Addison and Dallas. Uh, we're not going to be adding any more shows this time. Um, but thank you very much for calling in. We are going gonna to be doing something special for a single mom. What's,
4: what's happening, Cat Daddy? I have a longtime friend of mine. She is a friend of mine. Uh, she has three children. She lives in Addison. Uh, her name is Jennifer
0: Okay, you have a longtime friend, and listen he said a friend. He didn't say, you know, and you know, somebody he trying to you know, you know, let their bodies pontificate each other or do that or do that touchy. He said a friend." So you know, there is possibility for some friendship and where we get it these days. Um, or sometimes, here's an example of of a possibility. Uh, but anyway, I don't mean to interrupt your vibe, uh, Yes, we do onward.
4: Um, one of her children was accused of, um, something really serious and was recently convicted. I'm uh, pretty sure, uh, that, that child was 13 years old. Um, he's the oldest of her three children. She's a single mother. She works at a Firestone.
0: Oh, gang, man. I used to put them fucking F-stones on my car, bruh. I used to put them F-stones on my car. Um... Man, that's got to be tough. Then I bet it's tough to, for a, as a mother to see a thirteen-year-old, oh, get caught up into something and, and end up in a tough spot. I can't imagine how you navigate that. That's a that's a nice submission, uh, onward.
4: And uh, I don't know what you guys were willing to do to help uh, single mothers in Addison, Texas, but if I know anybody that could really use the help, it would be her.
0: Okay, cool. Um, awesome. Thank you so much for that submission, man. That's really sweet of you, and uh. And we will uh, we will see what we can do for that young lady um, or older. I have no idea what age she is. But we will see what we can do for her. And thank you for nominating her. Um, as always, you can nominate single moms for um, select cities. I know that the next one we're going to do is uh, in Ohio and Columbus. And the number is 985-664-9503. As well, that is the hotline. If there's... Uh, you know, if you're struggling with something or thinking about something or you have a response to something I've spoken about during the podcast, you can feel free to include it there. Um, we can't get back to all of them. Um, we can't put all of them on the show. Um, there's a lot, man. I mean, there's there's hundreds each week, hundreds each week. And uh, and I want to take this moment, too, to say, I, you know, I get a lot of people that message me um, through different apps on social media, and I appreciate it, and that's fine. And, there, and 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 some of them I try to reply to, and some of them I can't. It's not that I don't want to. It's that if I just replied to everyone, I would uh I wouldn't have a I would have no I wouldn't be able to eat or drink or do anything. I would have no I I just wouldn't be able to do that. Um because I don't have I I, I just can't do it. Uh I don't have the I don't I hate to say I don't have the time. Um but I don't I yeah, I I would never I would not leave my house cuz there's a lot. Uh and I'm not bragging about that. I'm just saying I wish there was a way that I could do it and just don't take it personally, please. If I have been unable to do that, you know, uh, I just don't want you to think that I don't care. Um, But man, the fucking referees, bro. Can you believe that shit? Can you believe the fucking referees? You know, a lot goes on in the world, man. There's a big story. You know, we look at the little pieces, and we, you know, don't get caught in that game. Don't get caught in the micro, man. That's what. I, they, you, there's a big story. You know, someone's kind of being an ass. To you, ask them, what. Well, hey, what's going on, man? You know why are you, are you having to tell? What's going on? You know, the only way that things will get better. I don't think the world's a bad place. The only way that it gets better is by us. We're the elements, man. We're the atoms. We're the atoms, bro. And, you know, unless, you know, we can be on a real nucleic rise, daddy. But thank you guys for your time, man. I, I'm i going to go get something to eat because I haven't even eaten today. But I'm excited and thank you. I'm sorry that the episode was up late. Um, sometimes this will occur, though. Uh, we had just uh, a lot of shows. Thank you for everybody that came out uh, last week. And Oh, look at this new shirt. You can see it. It's on the YouTube's The Road to the Strap Goes Through the Rat. And this is a beautiful shirt. And we're selling this at a fair price online Theovon.com slash store. We have three new shirts on there that are really, and it has the emblem on the back. Um, so pretty neat, man. I'm happy to have one. The guy mailed me one. So it's pretty cool. Uh, thank you guys so much for everything. Thank you for submitting a single mom. Uh, you know, and um, good luck to our boy heading out over there. In uh, a base, in a basic training, and just for sharing, you know, an experience that some of us didn't have. You know, just for sharing it, you know, and for trying something new and for being brave, man. We fucking, you know, we're we're not giving up, man. Um, yeah, we're not giving up, and you know what? I got the perfect song to take us out here. From my boys uh, down there from Natchez, Mississippi, this is a different hit of theirs and one that I really love and one that I just think is uh, kind of fitting. That sometimes the calls don't go your way, but sometimes the big picture of the story, the story might be going your way. You know, the game might be going your way. And we could stay out of our own way uh, by just going with the flow sometimes. Take it easy. You know, know when you're when you're making, fuck. I don't know. I don't know anything, man. But fuck. I'm sorry. Sometimes I I get caught in this weird space where I feel like I know something, but I don't. And you know what? I don't really want to know anything. I don't want to know anything at all, man. Uh because I might miss the opportunity to uh, to learn something new. You guys be good, man. I love you. And this is a song. Uh, making it.
5: Days I can almost hear mama pray for my restless soul And I ain't made a dollar, I ain't spent But where it's going ain't killed me yet I still get where I'm bound to go
2: Hey, sweetheart, here's a deal. Anyone who doesn't listen to Kite Club is a dodgy
0: bloody wanker. Do you know what I mean? Hi, I'll take a quarter pounder with cheese and a McFlurry. Sorry, right,
5: sir,
0: but our ice
5: cream machine is broken. <laughs> oh,
2: no. I think Tom Hanks just butt-dialed me. Anyway, first rule of Kite Club is, tell everyone about Kite Club. Second rule of Kite Club is, tell everyone about Kite Club. Third rule. Like and subscribe wherever you listen to podcasts
3: or watch us on YouTube, yeah? And yes, don't worry, my Brad Pitt impression will get better.